Warning, wrestling POV global is not suitable for all ages. Viewer discretion is advised. This is Javier Oist. I wrote, write for ProWrestlingStories.com, and you're listening to WPOV Global. Wrestle POV, global black and yellow brand. It's your point of view on the global stand. From north to south to east to west, they got you covered like a blanket, but I digress from elite elite to the hot topic. AW Impact New Japan, they got it. Have you laughing so hard? Have your belly aching? Heard any different? I'm sure you're mistaken. Hey guys and gals, welcome to another edition of WPOV Global. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan, and with me, only one co-host this week. We're talking about the gentleman, Elio Canella. Elio. Yes, sir. How you been doing, brother? I've been doing great, and today was a great day. Well, why was it a great day? Well, I will tell you. The Euro <laughs> the Euro 2020 Cup is on. Yes, it is. Who, what team are you going for? Well, of course, I'm going for Italy. Italy right? oh. I'm going for Italy, and they played today, and they won three nothing. Uh, okay, but, okay. But, but is there a problem? <laughs> what, what team do you have? Well, my my team just qualified for the first time in a long time. Oh, my, my, and that's Team Scotland. Okay. okay, but if it's not Team Scotland, it's usually Team England. But Team England isn't doing so great. But Team Italy. Yeah, they're a good team. I'll give them that. All right. So anyways, and of go course, on. Of, course, of course, since they won, mm-hmm. there was a big party uh, like uh, 15 minutes uh, from my house. Uh, there's just like a little, little plaza. We have all these stores and restaurants called Market Lane. So mm-hmm. all the horns beeping and everyone. So what you're trying to tell me then is you are totally drunk on Sambuca right now. How did you guess? I because the air, you know, like you go to like race car driving and the cars in the pits and they're burning gasoline so much that the air seems like it's wavy. Yeah, I see that you're around you. It's like there's so much alcohol in you oozing off you right now. It that it's wavy trying to watch you. I, I I I folks, please forgive Elio if he goes off the rails, but just remember he didn't start on the rails in this episode. So all right, you know what? Uh Euro Cup. It's, I love it that Scotland uh, qualified for the first time in a long time. I don't give them a heck of a lot of chances. There, that's a, there's some pretty tough teams in there. And uh, I think in the end, if I was putting my money down, uh, I would be betting from uh, either Germany or France. I it's really the only time I follow. Otherwise, I don't really follow soccer. No, that, that's, that's a sad thing you're talking about. Okay. It's called uh, bandwagon jumping. <laughs> and people make fun of that Elio. you probably should never admit that you should just say oh i live and die team italy go italia whatever you know so just all right Let, let's let's get on but you know what before we get into the show i have to address a rumor that i heard that you've been going around your house and giving canadian destroyers to people who annoy you Is this oh true? yes I, I yeah i've been delivering canadian destroyers left and right and I, how old is your mother you gave a canadian destroyer to a 73 year old woman elio if i wasn't so disgusted i would be proud of you i'm kind of on both fences on this one so i don't know man but uh okay she probably had it coming i'm not even gonna ask why uh it's been a good it seems like a very busy week for me but uh 
we find ourselves once again dealing with a AEW Dynamite that's like four days old again because they're showing them on Friday. We don't get a chance to really talk. I guess five days old. We don't get a chance to talk to them afterwards, till afterwards. I got to tell you, though, I am not digging this. I'm not liking them on these uh, weekend nights. Uh, how about no, you, because, Elio? Uh, look at this. You have SmackDown from 8 till 10. Then you have AEW from 10 till 12. Wait, you're telling me you actually waste your time and watch WWE programming? No, I'm wow. saying... So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave this as a wow. No, I, I don't watch it. I have, I have my PVR recording and I watch it on my time. But you know what? Uh, once again, brutal ratings. Uh, people, all those people you thought were just going to come over automatically have not come over automatically. And that's got to have AEW Brass a little bit worried because this is going on for another two or three weeks, isn't it? At least, at least two weeks where it's not back. Uh, well, this week's scheduled. on Friday, and then we have one on the 26th. On a Saturday, right? Yeah. And then yeah. do we finally go back? Hopefully. <laughs> I hope so, too, because like I said, I'm, I'm not big on that. We said one on the 25th. Was I don't know. I don't think it's a back-to-back, but who knows? It be, that, would be, that would be terrible. Yeah, well, you know, they're not even, like, uh, promoting this change overnight stuff enough that I think fans probably don't even know that it's not on. You know what I mean? I mean, you have to be a pretty hardcore fan to actually really catch it because it doesn't seem like they've been mentioning it a lot. So, right. You know what? Uh, before we get into our deep dive into AW Dynamite, let's take a look at the old Googlematic 3000. I upgraded, spent the extra money, got the 3000 in this week. Uh, this week, we are looking at a little segment we call Elite Delete. And Elite Delete is basically taking somebody that's on the main roster of the AEW uh, shows and looking at how they're being presented at this moment and asking yourself, this is great, this can lead to more, that's definitely elite, or is it delete? Meaning it's not working in this current form and maybe they should repack. Maybe it comes down to experience. Maybe it's just presentation. It's not a knock on the guy himself, unless you're Sam Callahan. Um, It's not a knock on the guy itself, okay? unless you're Luther. Um, It's not, okay, yeah, you get the idea, but it's not really a knock on the wrestler himself. What it is, is we're trying to see the current presentation and the current form. Is this where this wrestler is succeeding or are not succeeding in our eyes? This week, we took a look at a man who started the year off, who started his first run in AEW at the very beginning. He was considered the number one contender. He was the guy that a lot of people thought might be the first AEW world champion. He actually fought Chris Jericho for said belt, lost, but everyone thought he was a guy who would come along and eventually capture that title. Uh, he ends up uh, joining with Kenny Omega and they form a team and become world tag team champions for a while, but not exactly. We, we've, we've talked about this before. A lot of the WPOV people are on the fence. Were these guys considered a legit team? I think me and Elio felt that they had meshed really well as a team, but Rick and Tony thought that they were too individually, too haphazard, not really a, a coherent team per se. Um, but uh, as the year goes on, he loses that belt. Kenny Omega spurts up ahead of him, becomes the world champion. While our good friend, and here's who our topic is of this week, we are talking, of course, about the hangman, Adam Page. Here's a guy who went from being the hottest commodity to the maybe world champion to the tag team champion ready to break free to, I believe, sad and lonely, pathetic alcoholic who now hangs out with all the losers in Dark Order 
on a regular basis. So I'm going to have to say that's been a very uh, a descending um, look at this guy. But as he's sitting today, the question is, is he elite or delete? And I'm going to throw it over to Elio to start us off tonight. Elio, in your minds, is Hangman Adam Page elite or delete and why? So, um, well, just uh, we just what you said. Um, he started off the his uh, run in AEW really great, like uh, becoming the AEW tag team champion. Then he started getting all mixed up with Dark Order storyline. So I'm gonna have to go with Delete because um, yeah, it, it, the Dark Order uh, stories guy going on has brought him has brought him down. What do you think of the whole alcoholic? Uh, I don't thing like that. Running with? Like so, sometimes, sometimes he's. Uh, it's like it's like an off and on angle there. Sort of like addiction itself. No, just kidding. <laughs> it's an always on thing. <laughs> no, no so sometimes he's carrying one of those. Uh, somebody's carrying a beer. Sometimes he's just out there on without. So one. it's so, it's basically coming across as just sort of a gimmick, not really. Yeah. An actual lifestyle choice. Yeah, or so it's, it's like a gimmick now. Yeah, yeah, and and a very obviously a poor gimmick if you're feeling that way to see through it as such. Yeah. Okay. Um, now you know what we said all these things. Here you've got Adam Page. You got a guy who is one of the first contenders for that AEW belt. He's a former now tag team champion. Um, this seems like a no brainer. I mean, he's a big, good looking guy. He's tall. He's got a lot of great moves. But I'm going to have to agree with you and say in this current form, I'm going to have to go with the lead. Uh, I don't think they're servicing very well. Uh, the, the, the drunk gimmick comes across as uh, actually really phony. There's no gravitas to it. There's no crunch. There's no thing that makes you invest like it should. And as much as some people may love the Dark Order or parts about them, they are a low-level, low-tier comedy crew right now. And him hanging out with them, having them involved in his stuff is basically taking a shine off what is the good things about Adam Page and making him a joke in their vein. So I think right now that uh, it's obvious they got to separate him from uh, Dark Order and they just just get rid of the drunk uh, stuff. It's not funny. I don't know why they've tried to uh, present sometimes alcoholism as funny. Uh, it's definitely not helping his character or his career. So I say he needs a bit of repackaging. Not the whole thing. The guy's still got skills. He's got talent. He's got a great look. You don't even have to give him a new uniform, but you definitely got to get him away from uh, Dark Order. You got to stop with the bull drunk crap and let him loose. Maybe, you know what, Elio, maybe make this guy a bad guy. Maybe as a heel, he might have be a little more effective. We've never seen him as a heel. That would that. That would be interesting to see. No, I have seen him in the far past in ROH, vacillating between heel and. Uh, oh, okay, so yeah. that was before I started watching. Oh ROH. yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, uh, so he can do it, but I just, I'm not. I think right now, his presentation because of the pretending he's always either recovering from drinking or whatever, it just puts him across as a guy who can't speak, and and that's not true. They're taking away some of his best qualities. Now, when we. Uh, put this information into the Google Later 3000 and uh, we're going to just uh, try and pull up those numbers. Um, I'm going to let you pull up those numbers, Elio. Okay. 
So we have 86% saying elite and 14% going with delete. Wow. All right. Next, I wanted to talk a bit about uh, a character thing we've been seeing, a kind of a, I'm kind of, uh, I should preference this by saying our hot topic today is about Frankie Kazarian. Okay. Frankie Kazarian, longtime member all through his career here in AEW, uh, joined at the hip with Christopher Daniels, uh, calling themselves SCU. Uh, Soul Cal Unlimited was, uh, they were a great tag team. They were the first tag team champions in AEW. Uh, and definitely one of the most solid, um, solid teams you'd watch. You know, when you got a SCU match, you knew you were going, you know, you knew this was going to be a good match. Uh, Recently, however, they were forced to break up as a tag team. And we haven't even seen Christopher Daniels, I don't think, wrestle. No, he hasn't wrestled once since. Uh, I, he's done little vignettes, maybe. I don't know about Dark and, and what are the other 26 Maybe either on Dark or Elevation, he might have been on one of those shows. Yeah, I, I can't even talk to that. I have no idea. But in our world, if you're not on Dynamite, you know, you're not really doing much. So uh, he hasn't been on Dynamite forever. However... I was worried that Frankie Kazarian was going to get lost in the mix here, you know, uh, on his own. What does he do? Uh, however, this storyline and uh, character development of his, he is now the elite killer and he is stalking each member. He has promised to destroy them one by one by taking out all the members of the elite. And sure. Right now he's still messing around with the lower tier guys. You know, he's, he's a uh, hurt cutler. He's, he's took it out Nakazawa just had his big first confrontation with the good brothers i'm gonna say i really dig this character i like this iteration of uh kazarian because first of all frankie kazarian is talented as all hell he can do a lot of stuff in that ring and i think the only missing component is they didn't really develop a solid character for him right I mean, what was the thing he'd say when they talk about SCU? He would just come out and was he the one who started about the ugly people in the audience, or was that uh, Scorpio? Oh, I, I think that was some. I think that was Christopher Daniel saying this is this is okay. the worst town I've ever been in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what did Kazarian say? He had it was like a really small little line, but it was like all they had him saying for the longest uh, time. I can't, I can't, I can't remember like what his line was. I but I remember the I just remember the Daniels one. Okay, so basically he had such a generic line that we don't even remember what it was. It was I remember it being extremely small compared to what uh, Daniels was. It was sort of like, remember when the road dog would come out and have his whole big spiel, yeah. right? And then all Billy uh, Gunn would say is, I got two words for you, yeah. it. right? And that's all he'd say. Meanwhile, the other guy would throw on the spectacular, you know, jousting of words. And it was sort of like that. So I started to get a little bit worried that Frankie Kazarian was going to get lost in the mix here, you know, that having him uh, go on his own, that he just might not be able to stand out. However, this kind of thing fits great because he isn't the most vocal guy. He is sort of this like piranha that just comes ripping out of nowhere, trying to take out members of the elite. Uh, I like it. I want to see every time the elite comes out that he's out there take, trying to take out one at the background. You know what I mean? I want those guys. I want a group of five of them to look over their shoulders, worried that Frankie Kazarian is standing there. And he is selling it enough that it's believable. You know, he really does seem like he's a danger to the elite and people are loving it. I at least think people are loving it. I know I'm loving it. I want to ask you, Elio, are you loving it? Is the thing working for you? And uh, why, yeah. or why not? I'm, I'm, I'm loving this. Uh, 
this uh, story that you got going. Um, and uh, yeah, he's doing he's doing it the right way. Go started uh, started the bottom, work his way to the very top. The that being the AEW champion. Um, yeah, and uh, now since they started this, every time they lead her out, I'm always like waiting for Kazarian to like pop out somewhere. It's exciting. It very much yeah. is. I'm I'm looking I'm looking around, uh, wondering where Kazarian is because I know he's somewhere around the ringside. Or in... that's excellent. That's excellent. Yep. You know, now a few minutes have gone by. Mm-hmm. I'm going to gently, with love in my heart, turn on the Googleator 3000. I'm going to input the keys to tell us about our hot topic this week and it is going to spit out a numerical value that you the fans voted in and that our good friend the googleator 3000 managed to correlate put together and come up with a thing okay so let me just type this in huh all right then and i'm going to hit enter go ahead rip the paper what does it say a hundred percent. hundred percent. A hundred percent say yes, they like this story. They Don't like leave a brother hanging, man. That could have been a hundred percent. No, you just went hundred percent. I said <laughs> I, I purposely did that just I know to you get your reaction. Oh my lord. This is, so a hundred percent went with the yes thing. They're excited about this new mission that Frankie Zarin has. I got to tell you, man, you're giving me you're giving me a heart attack here, man. First, you're picking on the Googleator, then you're super nice to the Googleator, then you're like ambushing me. I, wow, Elio, I'm proud of you, but please do not Canadian destroy me, okay? I am I'm an old man. I don't know if I could take that kind of punishment. I'm doing double the work. I'm doing the work of the gentleman and the lone wolf this week. Oh, that's it. That's where the jerkiness <laughs> is coming in. Ah, got it, got it. That, isn't that guy a heel? He is such a heel. All right. You know what, folks? We are going to go to a quick commercial break. But before we do, we're going to do some things, okay? We're going to do our regular little shtick here. First of all, I'm going to get Elio to tell you where to write in and to tell you what networks are available for the shows we have. Then I'm going to tell you the shows we do have. And I'm going to talk a little bit about some t-shirts. So Elio, you go right ahead. Tell people where they can write in all the things and also tell them where these programs are available. All right. So you can write into us on Facebook at Wrestling POV Podcast, Instagram Wrestling POV One, and Twitter Wrestling POV. And you can find Wrestling POV Global, with, which is hosted by legend TJ Logan, myself, gentleman Elio Canella, and the Lone Wolf Andy Anderson, as well as WPOV. W hosted by Tony Diaz, Rick Center of the Third, and Frank Cummings. Frank Cummings, you said it like you that guy's uh, trying to beat you in that and, second <laughs> shuffle. Oh yeah, you guys are right. Sorry. And of course, we have our Facebook uh, show, weekly show, WPOV Quarantine, you as mean well our as YouTube show. Our Facebook and YouTube. Okay, sorry. I, <laughs> I thought all these shows were Facebook shows. Sorry. <laughs> And we have WPOV Aftermath, which you can find every after every pay-per-view. Now, fans, you wish at this time you had the audio because the look he's given me is death. <laughs> I'm sorry, Elio. I'm sorry. Folks, don't forget that all of these shows are available on some various networks. Sure, you're listening to the network you're listening to. I don't know what it is. I'm not the great kazoo. I can't read what the hell you're doing. But there are other networks involved involved in this and these networks include itunes 
iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube. Podbean. And Podbean. Why do I always forget the Podbean? I'm sorry, Podbean. Podbean, you're great. I love you, man. You're, you're a bean amongst beans. So check out any of those kind of things. You're going to find all our various shows on there, probably under WPOV Wrestling. That's uh, Just check it out, kids. Right now, I got to tell you, we have, to, we have, you're wishing Andy was here, so I'd be picking on him, don't you? Um, <laughs> we have some t-shirts available. Let us tell you about the t-shirts. Okay, we have five t-shirts available. These t-shirts at a great price, you can wear the logos of some of our various shows. All of the money that we collect for this stuff, it goes into help funding these various shows and helping us build a bigger network and paying for upgrades to the Googleator. Without this money, the Googleator might turn down into a Casio uh, calculator. I won't even know what to say. Okay. So anyhow, five t-shirts available. You can find them at www.prowrestlingtees/wpovwrestling. They are five designs available, three of which are WPOV Wrestling. There's some really cool ones. And two of them, which are dedicated here to global including this sort of really cool Pl Captain Planet inspired one that I got to tell you, I love. Uh, there is also our very first original t-shirt, which had uh, legend and gentleman. And because that pervert Elio uh, had a hand in it, there's some weird arrows pointing at places. You know what I mean? Who's the gentleman? Who's the legend? You know, where is that edge? I don't know. But you can get any of those for $19.95 plus tax. Uh, and like I said, each one of those, uh, helps bring money into the thing and you know what i will make you guys a deal if you pay for six t-shirts you will get a half dozen in total that's right pay for six get half a dozen in the mail not half a dozen extra just you know the original six anyhow folks we're going to take a quick commercial break <laughs> when we get back we're going to get into some oh are you ready to say it you're going to have to say it because Andy isn't here. We're going to get into W. Oh, no. We're going to. Yes. AEW. Dynamite. Hi, this is Dan Crawford at WPOV Global. And now let's take a look at this week's AEW Dynamite. Dynamite. All right. We start the show off. Uh, I got to tell you, man, this to me smacks so much of every WCW show that happened in the, like the last three years of Nitro. A limousine pulls up and bad guys get out of it. That was like the shtick they'd have on every week on Nitro. It, it, it's 1998 all over again. Yeah, only the wrestlers aren't as cool that are coming out of this limo. So anyways, out comes the inner circle. Uh, yeah, no, not called the inner no, circle. No, pinnacle, the pinnacle. Guys. The pinnacle. The pinnacle comes out, and uh, we'll get into those idiots a little bit down the road. Um, we start with an opening match that I got to say um, – what a different pace for, uh, I was going to say Nitro, for Dynamite here. Uh, Christian Cage against Angelico. Um, usually we have such an explosion of a match where you're just like, there's 57,000 false finishes because the Young Bucks are on speed or something. I don't know. But this week, Christian Cage versus Angelico. Um, I'm always going to say this, but every time I see Angelico, he looks like if you took Chris Saban and stretched him like six inches on a rack. I right? saw this week when they the camera did a close up on him. Yeah, and I I saw it right there. I'm like, that's Chris Saban. Yeah, and here's the scary part: the reason why we say stretched out is because he is like six inches taller than Chris Saban, but he weighs less 
<laughs> Somehow he lost weight getting stretched out. He's so skinny in there. And it's it's sort of funny because, you know, I've listened to Jim Cornette talk about Jim Cornette always calls him Skeletor, which is kind of funny because he does look like a skeleton. <laughs> uh, however, I'm going to say at times I find it a little bit interesting. I do find his style, which is um, a weird submission based uh, Mexican slash South African styling that's very different. I'm not sure if I like it as much as seeing it all the time. Um, and I'm not going to, to me, it's in the vein of watching Zack Sabre Jr. Okay. Except Zack, of course, does his stuff a lot more brutal, a lot more, like Zack's definitely a main event guy you'd watch. And Helico, I don't mind watching him once every couple of weeks do his shtick. Okay. Uh, he gets in there with uh, Christian. A lot of, in the beginning, and Helico trying to act like he's, you know, like the snotty upstart, trying to like lure Christian. So I found it really funny when Christian just slapped him in the face. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Um, ends up, uh, you know, he goes for this thing called the Navarro death roll, uh, death roll a lot. Uh, the whole story behind this, and I should have said this in the beginning was once again, and I'm sick of this dude, Matt Hardy. Okay. Comes out and he's going blah, 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 that he's hired. Okay, this is okay. He has his own stable of guys, yet he's gonna hire some lower card jobber dudes like uh, Hybrid Two here to try and take out Christian. And I thought it was really. Do you ever know? Sometimes you listen to a pro, a promo a wrestler does, and you're like, it sounds like interesting, but when you really listen to the words, you're like, do they even know what they're saying? <laughs> like, is he just saying catchphrases and things? Because like. Matt Hardy's out there saying how much he hates Christian for all these years. Yep. So he's sending these guys after him. And the best part, he's never going to financially recover from this. Um, what the hell does that even mean? I mean, he's on a guaranteed contract. There's nothing you can do to like, affect his finances. Christian take money from him? What? Yeah. I mean, is, did, did Christian <laughs> borrow money and have like a really bad, like, you know, payback rate. And now he's calling it in. Like, just it just it just came across as like okay I'm listening to what he's saying and it's obvious that he's just making this shit up as he goes along, um, so that was annoying. So we got here then you know these guys going after which, I, okay we'll get into it. The match finishes. Um, Cage gets the win of course. Christian gets the win. Uh, Matt Hardy does jump in attacks with a twist of fate. They're gonna beat the hell out of him. In runs Jungle Boy. Okay, now here's the weird question I have here is. Where are they going with this? I mean, are we looking at a Christian Matt Hardy feud down the road, which is possible? Are we looking at a Jungle Boy versus Matt Hardy, which is possible because Jungle Boy keeps coming back? Or are we looking for a setup to the Christian turning on Jungle Boy thing? It's, it's not very clear where they want you to look at this one. And I think that's slightly distracting. Uh, another thing I want to say right off the hop here, I know Christian was brought in and it's obvious that he wasn't brought in to be a main eventer it's obvious he was brought in to be a top tier guy but not to be the guy because they're really making his matches with a lot of 50 50 booking uh he's really taking the outwork everyone thing to heart because the guy never gets squashes even though he's clearly way bigger than everybody in there um so i think uh i think he settled into you know an upper upper mid card lower main event guy but he's definitely not the superstar. I think people wondered he'd be at the beginning. Um, tell me what you're thinking of this uh, match, Elio. Yeah, this match for me you know, was 
kind of fell flat. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Van Helico. I like Christian, but uh, this match uh, didn't really do anything. Okay. All right. Next, we have the to the sorry, the Cody Rhodes special announcement slash introduction of Brock Anderson. Don't get, I know you're all with Brock. You thought I was going to say Lesnar. And you're like, hey! <laughs> no, it's Brock Anderson. And trust me, that sounds so far, it looks just as underwhelming as I said it. Um, Cody comes out. He's bringing out his Brock Anderson. But, of course, we have to play Cody's theme song. And he has to walk out with all his majesty and power. So anyways, he comes out. He brings out uh, Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson is bringing his son, Brock Anderson. Now, we were just talking about this just before we start. What was your impressions when you first looked at Brock, An- Brock Anderson? I said, how can that be Arn Anderson's son? It looks more like his younger brother. I mean, right. It looks like a young Arn Anderson all over again. Well, that does happen to sons and, and fathers. But anyhow, <laughs> just say um, So then you know, I'm just going to say, if, if you guys ever watched um, Lord of the Rings, it looks like Arn Anderson made it with one of those uh, <laughs> Hobbit dudes. Okay, the better looking one, the Dominic, whatever rest, whatever that guy's name, Dominic something from Lost. His face looks like a mixture. Brock's face looks like a mixture of Dominic Mahonigan, I think his name is, and Arn Anderson. Monaghan, whatever. What? He, his face looks like a mixture of those two. So I don't know what you've been doing, Arn. Stay away from those hobbits, dude. All right. Um, so they have this little thing and they're talking. I, geez, first of all, Anderson comes out dressed like he's dressed like a middle-aged wrestler. Um, he's got khakis on and a, and a, a, a nondescript uh, collared shirt. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, does he ever look underwhelming? Uh, then they get to, they get um, they get uh, distracted or sorry interrupted by QT Marshall, who by the way now wants to be called QT Marshall. Isn't that? Didn't you tell me that on a on an earlier episode that that's what he used to he used always to want to be called? Yeah, QT in our Marshall. Way. Yeah, now yeah. he's gone back to demanding to be called QT Marshall because he's been Marshall the whole time he's been in AEW. So he comes out, he starts complaining. And, and this is true. This was this one I want to point out true. Cody said that he got beaten by Anthony Agogo. And it's true. You watch that match. Anthony Agogo did all the heavy lifting. QT Marshall gets the cheap pin. But Marshall comes out complaining about that. And he comes out and says, you know what? Uh, we're going back on the road. And I can hardly wait till we get to South Beach, uh, Miami. And challenges him because he wants to kick his ass in front of a lot of people and then challenges him are you ready for this for a south beach strap match i'm not sure what that means folks, but we can laugh about that but how many times have you ever been to a place and it's like it's going to be a, a like a, a street fight and they'll say like it's going to be an ohio street fight or it's going to be a hinton street fight it's like whatever town they're in they just on july 7th right no clue. I pay no attention Ugh. to this nonsense, my friend. When it comes to upcoming stuff, I just let it roll on it. Is I have no idea. Could be, hey, it could be next year. It could be in another dimension. It could be if we hop into time machine and go in the past. No clue. If Can't it didn't happen it. at all, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't mind if it didn't happen at all. Just, that makes oh. you wonder if, if Cody Rhodes farts in the forest and no one is there. <laughs> did it really happen? I don't know. Um, anyhow, <laughs> totally horrible. Uh, then Marshall says about the strap match and he pulls off his belt, okay? And Cody's fumbling for his belt. And then he gives 
one little whip to Arn Anderson. And I, I saw that. that. That looked like it didn't even touch him. It didn't even hurt. Oh, so I like, know, Anderson just stumbled and oh, he, he fell to the corner. Oh, he acted like he was shot with a <laughs> shotgun. It was ridiculous. And then, and then Brock, Brock, Brock oh, Anderson, uh, runs forward and does, you know, a double leg takedown. And I'm going to say, I just was not impressed even. I don't know what I expected. Maybe a lot more because he's Arn's son, but gosh, he looks like he has a lot of work behind him. And I'm hoping it, I'm hoping he works out. I'm hoping that this was his first appearance, that he was struggling a bit, that we didn't see what he's capable of. Yeah, for me, I didn't, I, I didn't like this one. For me, it was an all, it, it just turned into another Cody segment all about himself. It tends to do that a lot, doesn't it? And yeah. You know what? It, it, I can see why people just see Cody as such a, a narcissist and egotist because you're right. It always seems this was supposed to be about introducing this kid. Right. And instead it turns into uh, Cody Rhodes versus QT Marshall Marshall. So um, we're going to go on to our next match here. Uh, a trios match featuring uh, Pac, Penta, El Zero, Miedo, Miedo. I never know how to say that right. And Eddie Kingston teaming up against the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler. And boy, looking at those six names, you know 100% who's taking the pin here. <laughs> it ain't any Kingston, I'll tell you that. Um, so we get into this match. The same usual uh, stuff we're seeing from the Young Bucks. They're playing the arrogant heels, yada, yada. Uh, Pac looks good. I'm going to say he looked really good in here. Nope. Um, he and, and, and Penta looks like he's lost weight in the last little while. I, I'm digging that. Uh, Eddie Kingston. Playing the whole, uh, you know, they're doing a lot where Pac isn't sold that Eddie's, you know, with them because of all all the, the the past they've had. So he's playing the whole time, like begging uh, Pac to, to join him in things. And in the end, of course, they do a couple of maneuvers together and help each other with the win. And uh, it ends up they get the win over guess who you're not going to believe it, but they beat they beat Cutler. <laughs> did you oh, not? Wow. Did what you guess surprise. that? Yeah, what, what a, a surprise. surprise. <laughs> course there's a big beat down afterwards we have uh the good brothers run in and they're helping and then out comes frankie kazarian who we've talked about once mm-hmm. again attacking uh who's the bigger good brother the doofier one uh, uh gallows gallows he attacks gallows th- slaps gallows around tosses him out and then they both all lay on uh, brandon cutler you know what though let's stop for one second here what wasn't it just six months ago six months ago that the young bucks were good guys and uh, Penta, uh, Pack, and Phoenix, Phoenix were on the outs with Eddie Kingston because Eddie Kingston had been with them without Pack. Then he was kind of screwing them around. And now he, he was like six months ago, they were just kicking him out and they were hating him. And they were the good guys. Now, or they were the bad guys back then. Now they're the good guys and the young bucks are the bad. It's like the same story. <laughs> reversed and we're just supposed to go oh yeah eddie kingston let's all is forgiven now that they're good guys i gotta tell you not the best that the match was okay probably maybe i'm yeah you know i'm gonna give this one the match of the night for me i'm gonna give it match night only because uh because kazarian wasn't there the kazarian running at the end exciting stuff keep it up i don't want to see four ways now because the way the announcers were talking, they're like, oh, they've got an unexpected new ally. I don't want to see Kazarian. Did you, did you catch what Don Callow said about Cal- Cutler after he took the pin? He's like, uh, now, now for a smush, he's going to have to do push-ups in the dojo. 
Yeah, and then our, he also said something earlier about he's going to have to mop the floors of the dojo after this match. Uh, but the funny part, was it when... Uh, and how is this move legal? But Pac spreads uh, the opponent's legs and Penta jumps off with a kick straight down to the crotch. And uh, I, uh, what's his name? Uh, Don Callis is like, I think he kicked him in the posterior giblets. <laughs> Posterior giblets. <laughs> Gonna remember that one. That's pretty funny. <laughs> See, I, I, I have you turned the corner a bit on Don Callis. Slightly, he's he's not bad on commentary. I kind of I'm kind of enjoy some of what he some of his commentary. <laughs> the posterior giblets. Wait, wait, That's gold, Jerry. Like... That's gold. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Right now, I've decided. Right here at this second. We are going to have a new segment on this show called It's Gold, Jerry. It's Gold. And in each week, we're going to highlight the funniest thing that happened. And this week, it's got to be the posterior giblets. Right? I never say I agree. <laughs> so I'm going to get you to, to dig out a, a clip of uh, that, that comedian saying it's gold, Jerry. We'll put that, and then I'll be like, the posterior giblets. That's gold, Jerry. Gold. All right, moving. <laughs> moving on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this sets up. I don't want to see four-way matches with all these guys. Don't want to do it. Okay. Um, then we get the response from the pinnacle about the stampede. Okay. Uh, we start off. I'm going to say FTR delivered probably the only good promo part of this. Whole they thing. did. They did deliver a good promo yep. on during this I, one. I thought it was pretty good. Um, then we had Sean Spears uh, with this crazy man gimmick. He's going, he goes all crazy, and they stop him. Uh, I thought it was a little ridiculous because, let's face it, he's the dude who's constantly getting pinned, including this match. Uh, so talking tough doesn't work when you're always a loser. Um, Wardlow, talking about Jake Hager. Um, just as I thought Jake Hager sounded like an idiot, so did this guy. I mean, they're perfect for each other. I mean... I'm not digging Wardlow talking. He's he, don't talk Wardlow. You're you should be scary. Don't and just... we, we, we need an MMA match or something next week. Go. Uh, uh, this, this is the lines then all over again. Oh God, let's hope not. Let's hope it's better than that. Hopefully. Uh, then MJF comes out. He tells uh, that he didn't. He say he's refusing the match with Chris Jericho yep. offered him, but he's going to teach Sammy Guevara a lesson. So I guess we're going to look forward to MJF versus uh, Guevara. Uh, then we get an interruption and you had to know since this is nitro and this is 1998 and you throw up in a limo or you show up, don't not throw up, but you show up in a limo, you know, there's going to be some shenanigans and I'm not talking leprechauns with like, uh, boxes of lucky charms. No, we're talking, someone's going to beat the crap out of that limo. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, the inner circle, they're all out there with baseball bats, smacking around stuff. And then of course it ends up with, uh, Jake, uh, what do you have a forklift and then he rams yeah, it? Yeah, a forklift. He totally destroyed the car, the limo. I'm it's the word. This is weird because this is like should be cool, and it just made me roll my eyes. It just made me roll my eyes. Um, other things I got out of this is MJF, either wrestle or shut up. We rarely see you. You tell us every week how you're the greatest, yet you rarely wrestle. Um, now you just sound like a mouth. You sound like a mouth. No, I'm telling you, I don't like. I'm telling you, I don't like MJF. I'm nothing about him. Okay. And then, yeah, in this segment for me, I didn't like this segment at all. It was just like it was just there. there, wasn't it? Yeah, yep. it was just there. 
Next, we move on to the TNT Championship match. Miro putting his uh, belt up against Evil Uno. Uh, now, last week, Evil Uno showed up in our uh, Elite Elite. Yeah. I thought this was another good example is he can be interesting, but I really had a hard time believing at all that he had a chance anytime during this match. And I don't think he's that great of a wrestler on his own. Um, I think Grayson really uh, highlights that team better. Um, as it was, uh, Miro taking the win by submission in a match, I think he should have dominated a lot more. And uh, I don't know. I, are we bordering yet on the fact that it's kind of cheap and ridiculous that they keep bringing up Brody Lee like this long to, to sell? Yeah, why are we still regular? bringing up Brody Lee? I mean, I get respecting the dude, Yeah, but this really seemed heavy-handed to me. Okay, I'm um, going to say not the best fan of this match. Thought it was okay, but okay. I, mean, I, 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 I was fine with it. I like uh, I like how Miro does uh, adds that extra, added that extra to his finisher. He like bent over oh, backwards. He bent over backwards to beat his opponents? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Boy, that was terrible. <laughs> All right, then we, we click over to Kenny Omega with a message to Jungle Boy. And, uh, boy, Kenny does not do himself any favors with sometimes some of the verbiage he uses. Promos, uh, I don't know. Can, Kenny Omega can do promos, though. Yeah, I don't get it. So uh, why, well, what's, why is he so terrible lately, at least on these promos? I don't know, but describing uh, Jungle Boy's body as being like an underwear model's like a young ham. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Not sure any wrestler wants to be described as having the body of an underwear model, but all right, teach his own. Um, it was kind of typical. Uh, Jungle Boy needs to work a little bit more on reactions and facials and a little bit on speech. Um, his whole delivery of you talk too much and then attack him was kind of, because anybody could have done that. He, 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 I've never, we've never heard him do an actual promo. I, I just, I just don't know how he would be on, yeah, with doing I an actual, like, I don't know, maybe he practiced on dark. Uh, I don't know, but we recall many times where you have Marco Stunt doing the talking. It's bad when Marco Stunt's doing all the talking <laughs> for your team, right? Um, that's definitely something if he wants to ever be a world champion, Jungle Boy is really going to have to work on that sort mm -hmm. of stuff. All right. Um, did they also show, and I may be one out of order on this, but didn't they show this stupid uh, uh, movie by Michael Nakazawa where it uh, was just highlights of last week's title match, but then they had some dubious dubbing in there where they had like Kalos going, what are you doing? Be fair. And the referee obviously yelling something different, but the subtitles are like, I hate you and Kenny. I'm going to cause you guys to lose this match. And then the crowd is chanting Dawn, which they're clearly not chanting Dawn. And uh, <laughs> it, it was just, it was just this dumb thing to highlight the conspiracy video. We made fun of it last week as it was coming. We got it. It was sad, dumb. But they, I think uh, before, before, um, or sorry, before the Miro Evil Moon match, uh, they had that Sting Darby Allen uh, Oh yeah, segment, I, I which yeah, that one I that one I skipped over because I I just don't care. It's just there's so many dumb things in there too. Like, um, 
Lee W. telling Sting to stay home next week. Stay home, stay home. You need me, stay home. You need me, stay home. All right, that's fist bump. Um, yeah, kind of dumb. It really does. It really starting to look like Sting's talking to his younger son. You know, come on, son. I've been there many times. Um, so it, it looks, it was pretty dumb. Then when we have Paige and Allen, and I don't like this. Like, I don't like that they're whining that they lost to this team and that they could beat Darby with a different opponent. I think a better way to would have done this is them to be all upset, make accusations, uh, call out Darby for having to hide behind Sting, but then have Darby turn around and say, you know what, I'll take you guys on my own. That seemed like a better way to get there than them saying, you better get a different partner. You know, like that's just admitting to you know what I'm You know what I'm starting to lose my patience with is Jade Cargo, because again, just yeah. another segment. It's like I didn't even bring it up because it's just dumb. It's, yeah. it's, it's, no, I'm saying because I haven't written in my notes. I just like wrote everything down, like from the show, and I'm just looking. Well, I wrote the, it down, and I was just like, I don't yeah. even want to talk about it. Nothing ever happens. No, that's why I'm. That's why it's I just don't brought it up quick, and that's it. It's just an opportunity for her to say, you know, I'm that bitch. Yeah. Which is tired. All right, this uh, gave me some hope. Lance Archer in a squash match. Comes out. I thought it's funny. This guy Chandler Hopkins comes running out of the ring, and Lance picks him up by the head and hucks him straight over the ropes back into the ring. <laughs> that, that was pretty funny. Um, I think you need to do this. We need to rehab Lance. Uh, this was. Uh, it should. You know what? It should have been quicker. He should have took apart this guy even quicker. Um, we have to build Lance back as a seemingly monster because I think that aura has been taken away from him. Uh, squash match worked for me. How about you, buddy? Yeah, no, this one I was fine with this match. This is what we need to see from Lance Archer, not this uh, tall guy that keeps getting like destroyed and like by everyone else. And it's like you're supposed to be a murder hawk monster. Act like yeah, one, you know? not the uh, you give up monster or the get pinned monster. <laughs> um, next match: Nyla Rose versus Lila Hirsch. Boy, what a weird contrast in body shapes here. Lila Rose is big. Lila Hirsch is, what is she, four foot ten, four foot eleven? She's stocky, sure, but she's tiny. Um, But she's a great wrestler. Um, However, I got to say there was something missing for me in this match. I don't know what it was, but it just didn't come across as that interesting. Uh, In the end, uh, Rose uh, does a beast bomb, takes the win. Then afterwards, we have a quick little interview with Dr. Britt Baker, who they're sure trying to make like uh, she should be cheered for some reason. Yeah, I was, I, was, uh, I was listening to her uh, little promo there, and like, I'm, I'm, I was wondering, like, are they trying to turn her face? <laughs> I don't know. But I do know, uh, I dig the way Rebel looks in leather pants. <laughs> That's good for me. I, I'm thinking I, I'm enjoying Rebel a lot more that she's actually not just hobbling around on a crutch pretending she can't wrestle. So uh, we know those two girls will be going at it someday fighting. So well, that'll be interesting to see. And then finally, we get to the main event of the night where we have Hangman, Adam Page, and Preston Vance of the Dark Order taking on Team Taz. Okay. Um, there wasn't a lot of luster for me in this match. Uh, it wasn't all that great. It, was, it wasn't horrible. But... It just was missing some kind of thing. It didn't feel like a main event either. Um, end of the match comes. Um, Page delivers, does the uh, buckshot lariat, takes the pin. Um, 
And then kind of an argument breaks out between, uh, which is like we've been talking about this last week. Into the, the FT, FTW belt spot, right? Where yeah, uh, yeah. Stark slapped the cage. Yeah, and then we, we, we also have been talking about how uh, if Brian Cage is turning, like, shit, man, turn sometime this year. Don't start it out this long. I mean, it's nice to step out stories, but yeah. when, you're, when your storyline is just this is your fifth week of pouty face and then you throw a punch, it's not that great of a storyline. But uh, I'm interested to see uh, where this is going to go. We talked a bit on quarantine about um, monsters. And, you know, mm-hmm. Brian Cage is a guy who should be marketed as a monster, but he's out there doing flippity-dippity mid heavyweight crap which is great for the mid heavyweights but i think he detracts when he does it 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 makes him seem smaller um in the end this is obviously just a big setup to see um to see hobbs well not hobbs team taz and brian cage go at it with each other you know i think that was the whole service of this match itself dark order oh Hangman Page, well, he hasn't really ever committed to them now. Doubt if he'll ever commit to them in the future. Um, and I'm just not a big fan, I'm, I'm going to say, of uh, Preston Vance. There's nothing really can't get Adam Page away from the Dark Order. It's the only way you can uh, save this guy. Yes, 100%. What did you think of this match, brother? Yeah, it was uh, just okay. But like anytime you have a Dark Order in, uh, in the main event, it doesn't feel like a main event. Dark Order is not a main event. Uh, that's akin to putting up... Uh, uh, the insane clown posse in a main event. <laughs> you know, it's no, unless they're running the shows, it ain't happening. Um, yeah, all in all, uh, I think this was a much better, um, much better dynamite than last week, yep. but not by a humongous amount. I think if I put this in the old hostinator 3000, that's my brain, and I'm bloop 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 in my head, I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it the report card today of a C minus. It's not as bad as the DA gave it last week. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going about the same. All I'm right, gonna, I'm going to go with a C, uh, but yeah, just a, a C. All right, and neither yeah. of us are going to play C plus because we're not in the mood for orange pop right now. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, yeah. So you know what, folks, this has been another quick look. Well, a little quicker than usual because there's only t- two of us jabbering than three. But uh, you know what? Uh, AEW is going to have to do something to do something quick. They're losing a lot of people on this night changeover. And these kind of weaker cards are not going to attract people down the road. Um, I don't know. Anyhow, Elio, are you looking forward to another Friday night of uh, Dynamite coming up? Not really, but I'm sure we're going to, but I know we're going to get one. (laughs) Yep. Amen, brother. You know what, folks? Uh, We've had a great time talking about this stuff. If you have any comments, uh, questions, you know where to write. We, We already explained that. Uh, feel free to join the conversation with us anytime. And uh, you know what, Elio, why don't you say goodnight to the good people in some old Stampede wrestling styling? All right. In the meantime, in between time, that's it. Another edition of Wrestling POV Global. Bye-bye for now.